My check one two one two. My check one two one two. Testing, well, testing. There we go. There we go. DApps Radio episode number fifty three. And tonight I'm with this guy who goes by the name of OX Radio. You know, we've got this movement on the streets right now. Crypto Twitter called the Tang. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but man, I, I've been seeing these images popping up in people's in, in chats, people on the timeline that I know. So man, I see you got a movement going on, and we're all about the culture. So I'm like, look, let's let's get the brother to come up here and talk about the movement and see what's going on and learn more about you and what you got popping. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. And yeah, you did say it right. It's uh, it's Tangs, the Tang hangs. So yeah, Tang. So man, I see. Uh, you're from uh, Virginia. I am not. I'm actually from uh, Atlanta. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So man, so 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 talk to me, brother. Like you know, like I said, the. You know, what we've done here at DAPS Radio is, you know, I talk a lot about culture. And, you know, when you talk about culture, it's, it's all about trends and seeing things before they happen. And, you know, use this term tastemakers. And I look at tastemakers as people who just have like a vibe that's a little bit different than people. You know, they create new things, they set trends, and they could change the world, right? One step, one stunt, one thing at a time. And uh, so, yeah, man, I'm here to, the stage is yours. We only have one rule here at DAPS Radio. And the only rule is you be yourself 100%. And you know what I'm saying? It's like you're sitting on my couch. You know, I don't know if you drink kombucha or whatever you drink, you know, <laughs> milk, chocolate milk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I drink water. I got my water right next to me, so we're chilling. Man, let's stay alkaline and hydrated, man. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. So, so yeah, so uh so if you don't want if you don't mind, you know, telling us, you know, how old are you? You sound like a youngster. Uh yeah, I, I sound pretty young. Uh, I'm gonna be twenty nine next month, so Oh man, boomer. You're a boomer. <laughs> yeah, in this space it feels like it, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking, fucking boomer, bro. I thought you was, uh, you sounded like you was like, you know, like 16, 17. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I threw out milk. I didn't want, you know, this is a recorded space. You know, we broadcast this. It's like, he's up here, 16 year olds talking about alcohol. No. No, yeah, no, uh, I'm old enough for, uh, for the tang. I mean, you know, when that shit was in stores and that shit was popping. So, uh, dating myself a little bit for sure. But yeah, I, I try not to drink, you know, I, I just, it's not very productive, not productive for the lifestyle, not productive uh, in general. It just makes me feel like shit, bro, especially with, you know, being a boomer. Yeah, you're a boomer, man. You know, I uh, want to give a shout out to everybody in the room. You know, please give this room a retweet, a quick little share on it. And uh, and, 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 and oh, I'm going to call you radio, right? Like, that, yeah, yeah, that's what, it, yeah, just radio is cool. You know, there's another radio in, in history I'm going to bring up in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you know who I'm gonna say? If, if it's who I'm thinking it is, yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 we'll get there. But there's another radio. <laughs> um, you know, when we do this, you know, like I say, this is really about the culture. Like when we look at, you know, when people say, you know, we're onboarding Web three, and when is Web? When I mean Web two? When are they coming? You know, that's not really what like what my concern is, right? Like my concern is not like when Web two coming. When is Web two coming or whatever? My my goal is just to do dope shit. And like this conversation, you know, like I say, we record them, um, we put them on Spotify and Apple. And then just when we look back in history, at least we can look and see during these times what we're doing when this technology has surpassed what we know about it right now. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. you know, so, man, let's you know, I, I got a time machine, bro. I don't know if you know about me, but I got all kinds of gadgets <laughs> and shit. But I got this time machine, man, and I hop it in sometimes and I pull people in there with me. You know what I'm saying? So let's go to the beginning of radio when you started, man. And, uh, you know, tell us what that, that, that beginning of you know, life was like for you. 
Uh, so, I mean, how far, how, how beginning are we going? Man. Well, I was going to ask about your mama's 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 mama's. <laughs> since we don't have that much time tonight, we can just go ahead and start. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you, where you grew up, where were you born in? And, and that uh, shit. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was born, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, my parents split when I was like super, super early. And my mom ended up like kidnapping me and took me out. Uh, I don't want to dox myself, but took me out West and, uh, pretty much my dad ended up following me and uh i mean you know it, it was what it was but uh childhood was a was a little weird just growing up you know like two households and not really understanding all of that shit um and then i don't know like fucking life goes on you know shit happens uh and then uh i want to say probably like like i don't know i want to say like maybe like 13 14 uh i had uh kind of like lost touch with my dad and due to that like due to those circumstances and like where I was in life, you know, like being a preteen early on in life, looking for a father figure. Uh, and I didn't have one in my life at that moment. I did what any, uh, you know, smart child, uh, at 14 would do. And I hit the streets and I just kind of became like a mall rat and a street rat. Basically. Um, I, there was like a, a few kids at the mall that I lived across, like, like literally like a block away from. And, uh, we would just like terrorize the mall, basically walk around for, hours on end and it like we ended up forming like a little like graffiti crew uh essentially and we we got some some notoriety on beats that way um and it was it was sort of like my first real introduction to like a community like an art community because i mean we're talking like 2012 when all of this happened so it was like still pretty early and like nfts and blockchain technology wasn't even something that anybody was thinking about so um seeing people like actually about the community and about art um it was fucking cool. And like growing up around that was like really cool getting that sense of like, uh, of like a following and a leadership at the same time being in a, like a graffiti crew and, you know, like making a name for yourself on the streets. Like that was, that was like super interesting. All, all my life I had been, um, I had like, I had a, a mentor pretty early on, probably like nine years old. Um, and he was like very, very older, uh, and came from overseas. And so he was very educated in like fine art and, um, just like older like renaissance um fi like fine fine art and like uh like the greats you know dolly uh leonardo um the, like all of all of like the you know like the notorious names that we all know and love um and he kind of like he made sure that i learned uh the culture you know like like you're speaking about the culture you know and he made sure that i knew sort of like what art meant and from an early age, that I thought that was really cool because nobody had ever really taught me like why the Mona Lisa meant anything, you know, or why any of these artworks had any sort of like historical value or meaning. Um, and so learning that early on and then translating and then seeing like, you know, like this, like this crew of like fucking street rats and these degenerate kids who just like snuck out at night and, you know, like we'd meet up and fucking steal cans of spray paint and fucking, it was just like this, like the complete polar opposite of like what I had learned of like what art was, you know, it, it, for me, it was like, you go into a studio, you sit down, you have a canvas, you paints, your oils, your acrylics, your, you know, your, your reference material. And you sit there and you pour your emotion out. And then there was like graffiti, which was just like so raw and, um, you know, illegal. Like it, it had that, that risk factor to it where you're, you know, you're literally going out and sneaking and fucking getting caught and like, you know, trying to like scrub the paint off your hands and shit before you sneak back inside so your parents don't catch you and shit like that, you know. So um, I want to say uh, like 2011 was kind of like a turning point for me. Uh, January 11th, 2011 to be exact. I remember this date exactly because of how it looked on paper. Uh, I actually got caught up 
me and my homies were doing like a like a really big fucking like i had like 17 cans of paint in my backpack and we were going for like basically like half the city uh we took the bus like half the city away and then we, we just started there we started mobbing the alleyways and hitting up every building just tagging the whole way and our plan was just basically to get back to uh to where we got on the bus you know use all the paint that we could and just like fucking destroy the city and yeah like an hour and a half in uh we got like swarmed probably by like half the fucking police force and uh I, I don't know, somebody had, like, at, like, some bar that we had, like, tagged a dumpster behind, so they, they ended up calling the cops, and it was just one of those nights where, like, literally, they had nothing going for them, so we all got caught up on some bullshit, and it, like, really fucked my life up, like, it, it like, changed, uh, like, how my parents viewed me, it changed how my friends viewed me, my teachers viewed me at that point, uh, it, like, fucked my schooling up, like, really set me back, um, and, like, it just sucked, like, that was something that I loved doing so much, like, I remember getting like so many of like my black books, my friends' black books, like pieces that I had spent like weeks working on, like four or five pages of like, like four or five page like collages, like you know, like you would line each page up, and it would just make like this huge fucking like piece, and like it, it was just it sucked like having all of that taken from me, um, and so I guess like that kind of like changed my viewpoint on like how I looked at art aside from like the graffiti sense, and that just kind of like added to it, right? Like I loved this raw like uh like making a name for yourself and just spreading like your craft everywhere as much as possible like i love that aspect of it but like obviously i fucking hated getting caught and like my life being torn upside down like you know everybody loves to do street shit it's time to do street shit and then like your life gets fucked up um and so like from then on it was like all right like what do i do and i remember my mom got me like one of those like wacom art pads and there was like this shitty fucking game that you could download and you could do graffiti on trains and shit and it was like a live multiplayer thing. i forget the name of it if anybody knows it like please let me know but like you could just like tag on a train and then like instantly somebody could go over it so it was like super competitive and like you had to be on that like 24 7 to like make sure your shit stayed up on those trains and so like i would just stay at home and do that shit like 24 7 and like it got really boring like because the risk factor wasn't there right like i wasn't sneaking out and like there wasn't like the the tactile like real like five senses attached to it like the smell the touch the you know like everything wasn't involved um so i kind of like got out of that and like at that point it was sort of like towards the end of my high school career or not, i don't want to say career but i guess my high school uh years and uh I like I started realizing that I needed money for like the real world and I was like, well fuck, like how can I sell art? And so at that point I started creating like custom canvases. Like I'd go to like all my homies in, in school, be like, yo, like I'll paint you up some like some cool shit. Like just tell me what you want and I'll paint it for you. And like I would use like spray paint and markers and like all the, the shit that I had from tagging just so that way I still felt like like I had that like that same like I, like I was still in touch with like the graffiti world without having to like go get caught like even though I was doing shit on canvases like it just still felt good to use spray paint and shit and uh like I would go sell those for like 20 bucks each at school and like you know just make like you know enough money to like buy weed for the week and shit and like just do stupid degenerate shit buy more spray paint like it really like I wasn't smart with that and save any money I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I was just like making art to like sustain my lifestyle um but like it, it did get me in that mentality of like okay like this is feasible like people can like become artists and like i'm in a really really poor city so like that's that wasn't something that like like people even like talked about you know like people were just like going to get jobs at like mcdonald's and walmart and shit like nobody was like actually focusing on their craft or like what they wanted to do or what they love to do and like 
seeing all my homies like come out of high school and like just get thrown into like the you know the typical like nine to five grind fucking capitalistic society just churning people out and like making them into like robotic slaves that you know just work until they die like it sucked because i know so many people who were so talented at what they did um and so like i don't know i tried i like i've for years i've tried to like get like people in my circle and like real life to like focus on shit that they love to do just because like even if you don't get paid to do it right like you're doing something in your life that you love and that like that just brings joy to you right like that just makes your days and your life that much more enjoyable and like go by and like i don't know give your life fucking purpose like it seems sometimes at the end of the day like this life is so meaningless sometimes and like people just get so lost and spend 50 years doing some shit that they don't want to do and they like snap out of like what the fuck have i been doing my whole life so uh, i try to like encourage people to just do whatever the fuck they love um and like i think art like any form of art right like i've i've don't get me wrong like i don't want to sound like i'm like this like silver spoon fed who's just like had it kosher and could do art his whole life like i've been grinding like i've had like my my fair share of shit that i've had to eat um but like anything that you do and that you enjoy doing can be art like i i've worked on cars for like the last five years and like done welding and shit and like you know even like oil changes and like changing tires like there's there's an art in that like there's the art in the mundane most basic things that people do and like it's just finding that and like enjoying it like sometimes you just have to open your eyes and be like damn like i've been a chef for the last 30 years i really know how to make a goddamn good chicken breast like lean into that like yeah like that's your art you know like nobody can take that from you like whether you're you know fucking doing whatever it is like people do shit and like i don't know i don't know man i'm, I'm not gonna lie i'm pretty fucking lit so uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen man you know like you know i got i have memory like an elephant and just you know this is about vibes this is about you for us to learn about you uh like i say i was in the, in the chat earlier on uh the amigos chat and then somebody was like who's this guy right because i mean some of the homies have your art, like Zesty, rocks me your shit. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, stonks on the on the timeline with your shit. So oh, it just happened that you know I was like, yo, I'm talking to the homie tonight. Pull up. So this is what we do, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is you know. So I, I go back in this time machine, like I told you, right? So you gave me a lot to work with right there. And and and, and I want to I want to touch one area. I want to talk about the, uh, the time when you got caught, right? Like that area, that time, because you said it changed a lot for you, and you remember the date. Like it's like it was S. You're like this is the pivotal point. Yeah. Now, as I hear you talk like right now, you know, you're bringing up some stuff that usually takes people like their whole life to learn. Right. And, you know, was that point like well, two, two parts? One, uh, as you addressed all the things that changed how people looked at you, how did that make you feel? First of all, um, and number, and number two, um, what was the from from that particular point? What was the mindset moving forward? So if I hurt, like uh, like I'm not going to lie, like I had. Uh, my mom's was living with um like my my best best friend like you know like my blood brother but you know not blood but he's he's pretty much blood like him and his family like everything changed like it went from like i was like this saint you know like like especially you know everybody's mom looks at them like they can't do no wrong like they're just the most perfect fucking kid in the world so like it went from like that to like all of a sudden, I was like a convict in her eyes. Like anytime something came up missing, like it wasn't even like a question of like what could have happened. Like I was instantly blamed for it. So like that took its toll on me mentally, and like uh, and like it affected my relationship with my mom's and a lot of people in my life just because like 
Like for example, like uh, like a, a earring would come up missing, right? Like a gold earring would come up missing, and then it would just be like, oh, like where, do, like where is it? What did you do with it? Like you must have went and taken this and pawned it and like bought some fucking weed with it or some shit, which fucking sucks coming from your mom, right? Like, you know, like that's your family, and like you you do your best to like make sure that they're proud of you and like know that like they raised you right. Um, and so like that that like really fucking hurt. Uh, I lost a lot of friendships just because. You know, at that point in like high school, everybody's parents like had some sort of control over their life. So it was like, oh, like you can't hang out or talk to him anymore because he's doing bad shit. And it's like, fuck, you know, like that was just like, it's one of those where it's like that really didn't, it didn't define me as a person, but like to everybody else it did. Um, So like going forward, it was just like, fuck, like I knew that like no matter what I did, people would look at me like that until like time, like time heals, right? Like the only thing that could change people's pers- like perspective of me is like me just continuing to do the same shit that I had been doing, uh, like aside from getting caught, but like just being like a good person, um, until they realized like, Oh, like that was an isolated incident, you know, like, and that, that inevitably did happen, right? Like some of those people that I didn't, uh, maintain contact with after that incident, like eventually came back into my life and were like, yo, like, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, like, I didn't really think that that was you, but like, I couldn't tell one way or another. Um, and like, even with my mom, like we, we've worked shit out and like, we've talked about it, but it's like, it still, it sucked, you know, like I, I wasn't the person that like mentally that they thought I was. And so like, I think that does play like a huge role in like how I look at things going forward, not only like with art, but like, uh, just maintaining a brand. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm always like hyper conscious of what people's perspective is of me like what it is that they're looking at right like it doesn't necessarily even have to be me but like if i'm creating some sort of product or a brand or something like an art piece like i have to like learn how to like take a step back and look at it for perspective and be like okay like how would somebody else look at this and perceive this and like what does that mean right like what do i need to change to uh give off the desired effect or the desired emotion or what do i need to um, improve upon to like help relay that um so it just it kind of set it set the it set the framework for me going forward um and you're right like a lot of, i've met a lot of people who like even in their 40s don't understand how like a lot of this shit works so like you know life doesn't always happen at the same rate for everybody so i'm very blessed that uh, i learned how to deal with like real life shit very early on because of this um it, it matured me at a much quicker rate than i think a lot of other people uh probably would have at that same point in their life um because like immediately after that, it was like, all right, like I need to cut these people out of my life because they're negative and toxic and they're holding me back. And like, so I started doing that shit and it was like drastic how much my life changed. Cause it was like, okay, these people that are like bringing me out in the street and like having me do dumb shit, like they're going to be doing this for the rest of their life. And like, they're going to keep getting caught. They're not going to learn. And they're just going to like rinse and repeat until they fucking die. And I think that's how like a lot of people get, like they get in this repetitive motion and mindset of they comfortable doing something. Um, and so they don't want to push the boundary or like become uncomfortable and change that status quo. So like whether, like, even if it is something that's, um, like somewhat harmful or, uh, like risky, like going out and, you know, doing illegal shit in the streets, like some people, they feel comfortable doing that. And, you know, that's just what their life will be. Um, I realized very quickly that wasn't what I wanted my life to be. And I wanted to actually do something with my life. Um, especially at like, cause at this time, this was when like YouTube was like first coming out. Right. So like all of these, it was crazy seeing all of these like documentaries of like graffiti artists, like getting paid to like fly around the world and like do murals and shit in Germany and Japan and Korea. And like actually like 
make a living off of their art in a way that people respected and they didn't just look at like look at them like they were some uh like scum to society because i think that's how like a lot of the general public looks at graffiti artists um or even like most artists until they do make a name for themselves this is just like oh like you're just another you're just another one of those you know taggers fucking causing property damage and it's like I, like I've gotten that feedback, even like taking my art to shows, like on a canvas, you know, where it's like I didn't spray paint this on a wall. Like you're looking at this on a canvas five feet in front of you. How can you say like I'm one of those people destroying property? Like I bought the fucking canvas, you know. Like it, I, I don't know. It's like that was another one of those where like I had to change like how people perceived the the media and the content that I was producing, um, because. You know, even though I enjoy graffiti, that's not necessarily palpable for everybody in the world. You know, some people do have a, a terrible graffiti problem in their city and like they're tired of fucking seeing it everywhere. And like, I get it. I've been to some cities, some cities in America, y'all have shit graffiti and it's literally fucking everywhere and it hurts my eyes. And it's like, why the fuck? Like, I would be pissed too, right? Like, you go to some cities and it's fucking beautiful graffiti. There's actual artists out in the street putting their shit up and it's amazing. And you're like, wow, this is fucking awesome. But then there's like the flip side. And so I, I get it, but, um, yeah, it just, it really did. It changed, it changed how, you, you know, like I viewed art, um, again, like it was another one of those pivotal, uh, pivotal moments for me, for sure. I'm gonna take a water break. Man, you see, like when I, when I was looking at your exchange art, I was like, I was like, see this motherfucker, like, see, when I, dude, there's so much shit to unpack, right? I don't know if, if anybody, if you don't know, I'm on the radio. AKA Twitter Spaces, AKA Spotify, AKA Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this right now on a replay, but we live. And I just want to say, you want to go to the exchange art right now. You know, it should be in the show links. Uh, if you're here on stage, we'll go ahead and pin it to the top of the room. But, you know, you see these tangs and the tangs got a vibe, you know, and it's almost like what you just shared, like that story, like being that I've seen your exchange art page and, and see that you have things, but you also have some serious art shit like serious art shit. And you shared earlier on that you met the mentor who taught you more about art on some real shit. Like, bro, you got like this duality, like you've got the streets and the fine arts like this, like this is beautiful, bro. You know what I'm saying? As, as you're sharing and I'm hearing you talk, like I hear the uh, how authentic you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I grew up around graffiti, right? I used to tag, you know, nothing special. I wasn't dope and was, you know, tagging everywhere, but I used to do my thing. And, you know, I grew up around people who had fat tips all day long, you know, finger, finger uh, nails and fingers full of paint, you know, Krylon, all of that, right? So, like, there's a certain mindset that comes with that. It's like pop, punk music, you know, ska, hip hop, you know, it's like a rebellious culture. It's like, fuck the system, right? Like, this shit's in my hand. Like, we don't believe you, right? You don't really care about us. And, uh, Yo, man, I'm. This is this is dope. I'm on a monologue, but I want to get back to you. And the point I'm trying to say is that um, that situation that you experienced and sharing that, you know, how people treated you different. You know, I totally understand what that's like. You know, and it does change you, right? You you see the the ugliness in humans. You see the judgment in humans. But also, it's like diamonds come from pressure, pimp. You know what I'm saying? Like all these situations that are that are hard. I'm at a place in my life that I believe they're an opportunity. Like every tough situation that comes is an opportunity because when you go through that shit and it's, it's not going to be easy and it won't feel good. But when you get through it, if you don't die, guarantee you get some stripes, neurons in your brain, get fucking more ripped. You know what I'm saying? Bricked up. You'll be <laughs> you'll be on one, man. So, uh, you know, pre pre graffiti, what were some of your inspirations like, you know, that 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 uh, inspired you to like because 
that mission from the city is just like, wow, that's that's like a movie. You know what I'm saying? That's like kids part two or something like that. You know, what were your inspirations coming up? Like, you know, what graffiti artists did you follow? And, you know, what inspired you to take the route that you took? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, dude. And like, what's crazy, right? Is like, that was like every weekend thing. Like, that was just one night where we got caught up. Like, we would do that shit on the regular. Um, so, uh, like, I don't know. I looked at a lot of L.A. artists, uh, like like specifically the crew that comes to mind is like awr angels will rise like they they just seeing documentaries and youtube videos on uh on like their works growing up like early like 2007 like when like that shit first hit the internet it was just crazy like it it made it it made me feel like what am i doing like i don't know like i can't even compete you know like that was the first time uh in a sense of like the artistic realm where i felt like a sense of competition because um, like I said, like I, I live in a poor city, so like nobody can afford paint or markers or anything like people like most of my homies, we were making our own markers out of, you know, like bleach bottles and shit. So that way they would like drip extra hard and look cool because we couldn't afford to go to like a paint store and spend like $20 on a marker or $15 on a marker. Like that was just absurd. So we were like making our own with uh, like melted crayons and shit like it, just doing like the most to do like, you know, whatever we could to like get our art out there. Um, and so seeing them, it was like, fuck, like. I remember like going to all my homies like yo like check this shit out like we need to like step our shit up like these dudes are on a whole nother level like they're getting like billboards and like the side of like buses and shit and like huge like box trucks and like trains like we're just hitting light poles and signs and like dumpsters you know like nobody's seeing this shit like we're not really making a name for ourselves aside amongst other graffiti artists who are seeing this shit like you know there, there was something to be said about the notoriety of like being on the news because like your graffiti like covered up uh, one of the the interstate signs and people couldn't get off or find the right exit you know like i remember seeing shit like that and it was like holy fuck like these dudes are menaces like literal fucking menaces out here just for art you know like they're just throwing up they're like they're just putting their name out there in a different style of writing and people can't read it and it upsets them um and so that was like all right cool so i remember like seeing that seeing uh you know a documentary on like the the new york cope of course every, i think everybody in the world probably knows cope at this point um and then seeing like a lot of iraq work and like i think that was like super inspirational just because you know like that was like probably the most relatable uh graffiti artist that i had seen in like a video at that time it was like okay this dude is just like me like he's just waking up and like going about his life and then like during that he's just putting his name out where he can um and it wasn't anything like super crazy or like oh my god like i'll never be able to to match that like like same sort of like level of art like it was just really like super basic he was just writing his name you know and that felt good to see but like he was just he was so uh i don't know persistent and like dedicated and like you know he just did that for years and years and years to the point where it's like it was almost inevitable that you saw his name somewhere um and so again like that just uh that like really kind of like between you know both coasts uh i gotta say like they they really inspired me and you know, I, I hope that my graffiti is still out there somewhere just because I think that would be awesome, you know, just to, you know, someday be seeing a train go by and see one of my old pieces that I did when I was in high school, fucked up, blacked out, drunk or some shit, you know, like, holy fuck, did I do that? I don't even remember, like, and then thinking back, like, damn, or even, like, having somebody come up to me and be like, yo, like, I don't know if you remember me, but I have this black book that you gave me 20 years ago and I've been looking for you because, like, that was another crazy thing was the black books, you know, people passing these hard books around that, like, you know, it was like some artist from your city that you never had met before. And it had been passed down for like 15 other artists who'd all thrown their art in it. And you just got to leave 
your little piece in the blank page somewhere and pass it on to another. And like, I thought that was the craziest shit. Um, and then like getting those back even like a year or two later and seeing like how far it had traveled, uh, all the crazy works that people had done, you know, the people that you never thought that you would ever get to meet. Now you have a piece of like their art in your book forever. Um, and that was just fucking cool. Like, I think that kind of like set the tone going forward. Um, like, especially into like the whole blockchain world, right? Like that's what all of this is. is It's just us kind of graffitiing our work uh, on the blockchain and just leaving it for uh, a more like technologically advanced, uh, you know, generation ahead of us to come and find all of this shit and say like, what the fuck were they doing? Uh, What what, what was the story here? And, you know, we're given the opportunity to have uh, more of a story. You know, we're not just leaving a name. Um, We're actually able to leave like a genuine piece of art we're able to leave like something that says something um we're able to take hours and days on a piece of uh, art and then you know leave it on the blockchain whereas you know in the past we were forced to have 15 20 minutes in a spot before we knew cops were going to show up um and, and it's just i think that that's uh that's really given us like a huge platform like not even for me but like other artists right like I like I love seeing all of the art on exchange art. I love seeing all the art on other chains that are, you know, like even rugs. Like I like I don't know if anybody else does this, but like I'll purposely like go try and find some fucking random ass rug and just like look at the art and it's like, damn, like this is worth absolutely nothing now. But like there is still a story here. Like somebody invested in this. There was a pump, there was volume, like there was probably even a Discord or a Twitter at some point. Like people were excited about this shit. Like there was a there was a story, right? Like even though it doesn't exist anymore, like there was still a story there and we can look back and like, I don't know, assuming that they didn't delete a lot of the shit, like we can still see like what happened. Um, and that's like, there's, there's a, there's something to be said in that. Like it sucks that uh, us as investors, you know, we lose money on shit when that happens, but like seeing that happen. Um, and then like looking back, like, I don't know, it, like we're literally like living in a, in a movie and we don't even fucking know it yet. Like it's going to be crazy to, to see the documentaries and shit that come out about all of this happening when we're older. Man, you know, hearing you talk, you know, there's a there's a saying that when you're making history, you know, you don't know you're making history because you're just fucking living your life. And your shit, bro, you know, your story, like, again, your, your conversation, you know, and your perspective is dope, right? You know, you, you were fucking making your own markers and shit, like, didn't have paint. Like, that's that's dedication, right? Like, so when people ask, you know, why, why are the tangs so expensive? I'm like, this is an artist that he wanted to do it so bad and didn't have the resources and made the fucking resources to do it. Like, I understand what that's like. I'm gonna, here's a little quick story. It's gonna kind of date me a little bit, right? But back in the day, it was a group called NWA, right? Back in 1862. And uh, there was this, there's this young lad named Easy, right? So, you know, I wanted a ruthless t-shirt. I wanted to go to school, you know, I'm a kid in school. I wanted a shirt that said ruthless on it. And we used to go to the flea market in uh, in the Bay Area, and you know, there's uh, you can get like Kings, and you know, it's like Kings uh, and Raider shirts, right? So, I went home one day. I was like, man, fuck it, I want a ruthless shirt. And I went and looked at the album cover, and I literally made my own shirt, took a sharpie, and took my t-shirt, spaced it out, and I fucking wrote ruthless, just like the fucking uh, logo. Fucking, you know, used two fucking uh, sharpies and just I went ham on it, you know, and uh, I wore that shit to school. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, it was like a sense of pride. Like, none of you motherfuckers got this ruthless shirt because I did it. 
and I'm fresh and you ain't got it. <laughs> so, so I respect that. That's probably why I'm saying what I'm saying, because I've been there before. And even as an MC, right, it's like, you know, you got to make shift studio. You know, you got the four track in the in the room. You know, the sound booth is a fucking sit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, homie's dad is coming knocking on the door. Y'all need to cut that shit out. Yo, I just got one more bar to lay. lay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm bullet. Sorry about that real quick. That, that was, uh, had a call coming in, but. Damn, must be an important. Well, I I, uh, I feel that, dude. I mean, I'm going to kind of take over because I take it that that phone call is a little important. So we're just going to fill the fill the space. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I get it, man. I was there, too. Uh, I think in high school was when I like really kind of got a sense of like fashion. Oh, there, there you are. Okay, boom. Welcome back. Yeah, sorry about that. A call was coming in. I thought I had muted it, but it didn't. But what I was trying to say was this. Like, talking about how you're talking about your background, right? It's like when you go to a restaurant, whether it's Nobu or French Laundry or whatever fucking Michelin star restaurant, right? The cost of the experience, not the meal, the experience is based off of who? The chef, right? This motherfucker went to this school in, you know, France and he slept on the floor and he studied all this shit. So it's in the food. And that's, that's how I feel about you sharing your story, right? It's a treaty guy, you know, who went through some shit, who fucking learned about fine arts, but start, started out just strictly with the street shit. And then, you know, and, and on your exchange art, it shows a little bit about that. So why don't you walk us to like, you know, some of your earlier works in exchange art, right? Because I thought, I thought my fucking computer broke or some shit, right? Like I was at the top and I went and I was like, whoa, this shit's minimalistic. What the fuck? Right? So yeah, bro. So, so got us from, you know, how, how did you, you know, first of all, when you started sharing your work, right? Like, what was the style? Do you have a style? What do you call what you do? And uh, talk us through like this whole minimalistic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The collection Curious Life. Um, that's that's still an ongoing project. Um, that was basically I mean, that's taking it back uh, to sort of my earlier my earlier days on Solana. Um, and a, a few people in the tanks. I, I've talked a little bit about this, but we'll go a little bit more in depth. Uh, there's a person who uh, a certain person I won't name. Um, but he's a notorious uh, shiller on one of the most popular social media apps there is. Uh, he he uh, and some other friends uh, got me to buy this project. Uh, it was called Occultus. Uh, and it, it inevitably ended up rugging, right? But uh, within the first like day of me being there, I could kind of realize like what was going on. Um, so I tried to like get into a position of power to where I could sort of derug it if possible. Like I like became a moderator um, and started setting up like a backup discord uh, and like trying to invite people to that just in the event that they like woke up one day and just deleted all the socials. Like the holders would still be somewhere. Um, long story short, like I called them out on their bullshit. Uh, trade, you know, trace the wallets, realized that they, uh, they took out all the funding like right away um, and had uh, like, I had even kind of become, sort of like on good terms with one of the owners and he was talking about like all these subscriptions to like these like social clubs that he was buying and how he was going to better his life with the money and all this shit and it was like all right like it's super fucking obvious what's going on here um so i i ended up derugging that um and i stayed uh i mean the, the project is still pretty much there uh that's kind of what the the curious life was um so like last year i ended up that was kind of like my first introduction to solana art um 
when I did the derug, it was like, okay, like, well, where do we go from here? Like, we can't just keep trading the same NFTs and like building up their royalty wallet for them to keep making money off us. So it was like, all right, like I'll, you know, I'll sketch a whole like collection uh, for everybody who's still here. And like, we'll start from there. Um, and so, you know, I, I went through a couple iterations of art, uh, you know, like we held some votes and had people decide what they wanted. And I did customs for everybody. Uh, and it, it like, I'm not even going to lie. It took me a long time to figure out how to get that shit on chain, how to get that to everybody's wallets and how to do it in a, in an affordable manner. But like, I, that was all out of my own pocket. Like I bought my own tablet out of pocket. I bought, uh, everybody's NFTs and airdropped them out of pocket. Uh, I like, I did all of that shit on my own just to like take care of the holders. And like the whole time I was like, you know, like still getting whitelist spots for them and still like making sure that people, uh, like had benefits. Like it wasn't like a dead project, you know, like I, I was given alpha and like making sure that people, people could eat. Um, and so like it, it basically got to the point where like FTX collapsed, right? Like fast forward a little bit to the end of last year, FTX collapsed, like everybody fucking dipped, like nobody was around in the space. Um, and then like, personally, I had some, uh, some real life shit happen. I got into a bad car accident. I was out of work for a little bit. Um, so I took a little bit of a hiatus from the space. And like, during that time, like I was still talking with my holders, but you know, like shit was just dead. Like the NFT space was dead. Nobody was buying or selling or trading. Like everything had just like come to a halt, it seemed. Um, and so it was like, all right, like, well, where do we go from here? Like, how do we pivot? Cause like, this isn't working. Like nobody gives a fuck about their art. Like I did all of this shit and like made everybody's NFTs thing you know like half the holders like honestly like 90 percent of the holders like just left like they're still in the discord but like you can ping them and shit and they'll never fucking respond it's just like all right cool you know back to real life i guess um and so i just started like i don't know it was just like uh it was like cool like well like i still have holders i still have people who are interested and like care uh like let's sort of like rebrand this and like pivot it and like uh i don't want to like uh indulge too much in like all of what that is but like yeah basically the the whole curious life it was just like a super minimalistic uh like it really wasn't supposed to be anything like super intense it was just supposed to kind of be like a placeholder um for like older holders to sort of like damn i don't want to like leak too much because like it's still up there and people can still buy that shit uh but like <laughs> yeah like it, it was just kind of like some cool shit for like some old holders um that like stuck with me because there are still a few who like even through all of that shit like they're still around and like they're they're cool fucking people like they they know how hard i worked last year on this shit so like they they see the things like they're watching on the sidelines some of them faded me uh but like they know like what i'm what i'm truly capable of i can be a I can be a bit of a fucking crackhead sometimes when I like really put my mind to it and like want to pump out some announcements and do some cool shit. <laughs> Man, that's dope. Yeah, that's that that's that that founder blitz, right? You just you get like a, a sense of inspiration, like like a euphoria, and just going to quick tear. Um, so okay, that's and what's dope about this is you know you're kind of you know I mean uh, there's a couple other artists that have been here on Daps Radio that are also you know have done things you know have run projects but this is interesting like an artist guy artist doing this shit and then derug a project like that's a different kind of person but this is just me you know speculating because off some of the stuff you shared earlier right it's like you know you're able to see the world differently right because of experiences that you had in your life um do you believe uh you know in web3 particularly in yes yeah, let's just talk about web3 uh tell me like how has your prior life helped you with this space being that it's like a new space? Like what are some of the things that, you know, from that world, from like, from your past or whatever, be very valid here in web three. 
like for me, for me, it's like like one thing, and I'll let you jump off. It's like you know, it's like a riddle, right? Like, how do you trust somebody in a decentralized place that wants to be anonymous, but you have to build just enough trust to be able to conduct and do business together, but they don't want to dox themselves? But they're you, you get what I'm saying? Or how can you get upset if if like a JPEG does something hella shady? It's a fucking JPEG. You know what I'm saying? We we got JPEGs, like so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. It's tough. Right. Because in this space, like people do crave that anonymity, right? Like they don't want to reveal themselves and I don't blame people. Um, I've, I, I don't like to dox, but like I've doxed to a lot of close friends, like, um, and even like a few tings. So like, I, like, I'm not really too worried about it. Like I have nothing to, I have nothing to hide in my personal life. Uh, I'm not some crazy multimillionaire rich dude. Like you can run up on me and you're not going to get a a bust down AP or none of that shit. Like I don't keep more than $2 on me at a time. So you know, if anybody want to try me, like you're getting fucked, like my car breaks down on the regular and I can hardly afford my bills most days. So luck with that shit. Um, no, but like, I think one of the main things that like really translates and I don't think a lot, like this is my biggest gripe with web three, right? Um, everybody has these amazing business ideas and nobody knows how to run a business. Uh, nobody's worked in a business. Nobody's been on the bottom level of a business. I see the shittiest customer service in web three that I have ever fucking seen. And on the flip side, I see the shittiest customers in web three that I've ever fucking seen. It's crazy how much like grown adults expect their hand to be held through every step of the way after buying an animal picture. Like it, it really fucking hurts my head that that's like something that has become a norm. Um, but at the same time, like I get it because a lot of people have been fucked over repeatedly by projects and like, you can ask the most simple fucking question and just get like the, like, it's like they found a workaround to your question and answered it in the most fucking weird way possible without actually answering the question. And it almost took more work to do that than if they just would have answered the question. And I see that so often in so many, like quote unquote blue chip projects um that, to where it's like dude you guys for how much you guys are i know you guys are paying your you know your cms and your mods and shit like you guys need a fucking customer service representative like straight up like mods need to like learn how to have better customer service like people don't see the fact that like an nft and somebody buying an nft like that literally is like a, it's, it's a transactionary like uh like exchange like they they bought something so like of course they're going to expect something in return and like if you don't know how to even politely tell them like hey there's not going to be anything in return then like i i don't know like i expect most of those projects to just fucking inevitably go to zero because um like there's been times uh where i've invested i think there's like a there's a very specific project that comes to mind space monks um and this was like probably a year ago when it came out and it was there was like these cool little one-on-one like pixelated monkeys and like they were promising to do this uh sort of like this web three newsletter and it was fucking cool. Like the art, like the artist and the team that they had behind doing the newsletter and like the previews and like mock-ups done were fucking amazing. Um, but it was just like one of those where you would like ask like, Hey, like what's the newsletter going to be about? Like, is it going to be monthly? Is it going to be weekly? And like, they just couldn't answer those like simple questions. And it's like, Holy shit. Like, you know, this was back when soul was like 120, 130, And it's like, God damn, dude, I couldn't imagine spending fucking $50 on this and not being able to get like a simple like answer to to like a, a a very basic question you know like if you go into Best Buy and you're like hey will this HDMI cable fit into my TV like you expect the dude to be able to say yes or no and if not you probably don't shop there and it's just like I don't see why people almost don't apply that same mentality to web3 um, on both ends you know like you should be able to tell people what they're getting um, and what they can expect 
in like a polite and like respectful way to where like you're not coming off like an asshole. Uh, they don't get offended. They don't feel like because they gave you uh, any amount of dollars that like now they're slided out of it and like they gave it to a con man. Like I think that's kind of like the worst thing is when anybody feels like, oh, I just gave my man my money to some dude who's just going to like run off with this shit. And like I don't know for certain if he's like even a decent human being. Um, and so to like touch back on like that sense of like uh, like decentralization and like how people earn that trust, I think it just kind of goes back to like right, like how I had to do it. Like you just have to continuously show people uh, for an extensive amount of time that like you are a trustworthy person. Um, and I know that even in the past that hasn't worked out in Web3, right? Because everybody has like that dollar, right? Like they see that fucking 10 million fucking liquidity pool and they're like, fuck it, dude, I'm just going to rub this shit. And like, I get that, right? Like everybody has that that price point, but it's like, at the same time, like, it's not really worth the rest of your life, nor your, uh, like, your reputation. And, like, growing up and, like, the art world, like, that was everything, you know? The, the Your reputation, like, especially before Web3, like, if you made shit art and you shit on other artists, like, you had a shitty reputation in the art scene. Nobody liked you. Uh, nobody was going to sign you uh, for commissions. Nobody was going to, you know, invite you out to events or do any of that type of shit. So it was like, all right, cool, like... It, it was very obvious that like reputation meant something customer service meant something um and just being like a relatable human you know it seems like so many people try to like play off as like this uh like this god complex in web3 that they can do anything and be anything and it's like bro you're a fucking you're a human and like at the end of the day like this technology has been out just as long as it has for everybody else like no any more like I don't know. Like, I, I just see some like false claims and like false profits sometimes of like these people who are like these blockchain professionals who like know fucking everything. It's like, bro, like the same information is publicly available to anybody. Like, you're not like special. You didn't take like a Harvard fucking level class on this shit for 12 years and get a PhD. Like, you're just another person who read the same medium article as everybody else. Like, calm the fuck down. Preach. <laughs> Man, but you know, it's, um, which I want to go back uh, the customer service thing. Uh, and this is uh, a comment or a thought that I believe. I believe it's the it's the individual in the journey in the space, like where they are is, is what they're going to contribute, right? Like you know, I've been amazed at customer service from uh, some of the mods and just some team members that I have that jump in tickets, right? Like I pop in, I look, and I'm like, God damn it! Like that's not even a script, right? It's not like there's a script, like you know, respond this way if person does this, right? But it's like you know, engaging questions, uh, communication, clear communication. And, um, you know, in this space, I've experienced everything, right? I've experienced being a, a, a holder of collections and sitting with a support ticket open for like five fucking days. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like you motherfuckers keep closing the ticket and shit and I got to open the shit up again. And I'm like, y'all motherfuckers on the timeline acting like it's Gucci and I'm down here in the motherfucking pit trying to get my fucking shit resolved and you're fucking fading me. Then I got to go to the fucking main chat, right? And then you got to be like, hey, at, you need a look at the, t look at the tickets. I need help, right? So uh, it's kind of like, you know, for me, I look at those things like I'm not good at everything, but I, there's some things I'm good at. Right. Like even taking care of our team. You know, uh, we've had a couple people get get uh, fucking drained. One of our my community members got drained uh, today. And, you know, it's like, yo, I I'll replace the card. Like like you're a member of my community. If something happened. It's not going to if you're you're not getting kicked out the community because of that. Like, well, I can give you another fucking card. Right. So and I've done this for numerous of people. It's just you care about the people that that are there to support you and when you show them that you know you build a relationship that you know like you said it's the trust right it's these little these little interactions that we have you know build to something so that's really important in this space i i look at trust more 
uh, important now. But one thing I also try to do is not have expectations, right? Like I feel like expectations are the cousin of death. Um, if, if I buy something, I don't expect shit. Whatever happens is just fucking whatever. It's just icing on the cake. Because when you expect shit and it, it doesn't happen the way you want in your mind, uh, the dopamine goes away. You get fucking sad. You get mad. And your perception changes. It also changes in a way that's like super not reality. Like it's not a real thing. Like it's almost like tainted a little bit based off the expectation not being met. You know what I'm saying? So, but yo, this is this is fucking dope, man. Like you know, when when people see these fucking tangs, they don't they don't know that OX radio behind the tangs. You know what I'm saying? It like, you know, is a thinker has been through life experience, and, and I think that's what's dope even about your project, right? Like it's 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 the art that's gonna have a certain feel to it, and people are gonna respond the way they respond. And when they hear you talk. That's a whole different experience, and and, uh, and it's, it's dope, bro. Um, so let, let's talk about these tangs. Like, you know, what's what's the story behind the tangs? How did you come up with this? Were you on mushrooms? Like, I don't fucking know. These motherfuckers look crazy and grimy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, the tangs, man, it's crazy. It took us this long to get to. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. I mean. Uh, I want to say that probably, uh, trying to think back, but I want to say maybe like two, three months ago, uh, me and my partner, we started doing uh, weekly trips, um, just because, uh, we both have some, uh, oh, excuse me, some, um, depressed, like depressive tendencies. Um, and so we, we were just, you know, we, we had read up that like dosing regularly, um, whether even if it's just microdosing, uh, can, can help with that. Um. And, you know, like we both got super stressful lives. So it was like, fuck it. Like, you know, let's set one night aside every week. Um, and, you know, let's just, let's see if this helps. Uh, and it did. And, you know, I started sort of like, it was like, fuck, you know, all those, all those thoughts. I don't know if anybody has ever done it. Uh, if you haven't, it's hard to convey the experience. But, you know, when you, when you're in that headspace, like these thought, like these crazy thoughts, just like, just flood your head, like super creative thoughts that like, it's like you never would have thought of before. Um, all of a sudden, you know, you're just in like a super, super artistic mindset. Um, at least I am anyway, right? Like I, I get in like a, a hyper creative mode. And so I basically just started jotting down all these ideas and was like, fuck, like, all right, like some of it's nonsense. Like some of it's just fucking absolute gibberish. I'm not even gonna lie. But some of it, it was like, damn, like this actually, like this could do something like this could mean something. Um, when I, when I made the tangs now, I wasn't on mushrooms, but like they, they were sort of an influence of that. However, um. It was, uh, it was like just an inside joke with me and some close friends. Um, like a year ago, uh, me and probably like 10 IRL friends, like it's probably like more than a year ago. It was like almost two years ago at this point, like when soul was super new and like rugs were just everywhere. There was this, uh, this project that we all aped into. It was called, uh, it's like degenerative ape academy or not, not academy, degenerative ape bullies or it was some stupid shit one of those you know buzzword fucking projects uh but they were like stupid cheap it was like point oh it was like you were just paying the rent on the nft to mint them um and so we all just like we were just going crazy we all had like wallets with like 30 40 of them in there and like uh it was cool like it was the first time that we felt like cool in the nft space because we had like you know like ranked twos and tens and shit and like it was like damn fuck yeah uh and I mean, obviously that shit rugged. They had no plans with that project. And it was just like, just, you know, stupid pixel art. Um, but like a lot of my close, like IRL friends, we have uh, another discord that we would just play games in. 
And, you know, like after work, I would pop in there and, you know, just play a game or two with them and chill. And they all still rock those same fucking apes. And so I see them like literally all the fucking time. And it was like, guys, like, I let me just let me draw some funny, stupid meme apes to like replace these just because like these like, you know, like we've had these same fucking pictures for so goddamn long. And like this shit isn't even around anymore. Like, fuck this. And so I just it was like a random sketch. Like it, it literally took no time. I just sort of like. Uh, I threw one of my homie's apes in there. I copied the same background layer. Uh, the first one was actually purple because his ape was purple. And it just, it was like to match his ape. But it was just uh, in like this su- stupid fucking sketched, uh, like orangutan ape fucking. It was just dumb. It was like, it was just a meme amongst like close friends, you know? And like it made everybody laugh. And we just all started rocking them in our Discord. Uh, and then it like spread, you know? Like I had uh, a couple of my NFT friends saw it. And they were like, yo, like, this is fucking dope. Like, where, like, are you going to make this a project? And, like, I had already been uh, trying to, like, toy with, like, a cool uh, sort of, like, edgy counterculture PFP type deal. Um, and I don't know. It just, it sort of resonated. Like, I was messing with some Wojak figures, and that just, it really didn't hit. I was messing with, like, like some other, uh, like, a co- like, a cockroach, dude. That shit was fucking weird, bro. Like, I was just like, yeah, this is... This is not it. So the tanks just stuck, and like I just started like making them for friends. Like I wasn't charging nothing for nobody uh, at first. It was literally like anybody who saw one and they liked it, I was just like cool, and I would sketch it in like fifteen twenty minutes and just send it back to them, and like everybody loved it. And it got to the point where it was like cool. Like let me make a like just a like a raw bare bones Discord for all of these people, like all the close like Web three homies, all my close like IRL homies, and like it'll just sort of like just be this melting pot of like people who don't give a fuck about like what's being said there doesn't have to be a whitelist channel or an alpha chat or people talking about like the latest project or the biggest pump or any of that shit like it was just like a raw natural like people can just be themselves like people can be depressed people can be happy people can be fucking autistic whatever they want like they can just fuck off and like have a good time and like forget about all the bullshit that's going on in life like whether it's real life or like looking at charts all day because you know red candles makes everybody fucking sad and like this whole year has just been fucking hella sad on the timeline and it was like fuck um and it wasn't even it was never going to be an nft Uh, again it was just me making these for friends close friends uh and then i started getting like a group of friends pressuring me like yo when are you going to put these on the chain when are you going to make these into a project and it was like fuck like i didn't even want to do that like i haven't thought any of that out like how would I even do that? They're all custom for people. Like, how would I, I'm not just going to upload like a hundred customs onto exchange art and then wait for people to put in their bids and like hope that it sells. Like I've already done all that shit and it's fucking people flake. Like, and then I wait a week and a half and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to send the offer through. And then they send half the offer through. And it's like, it's just, it's like, fuck dude. You know, like being an artist in the space sometimes just fucking sucks. And it was like, all right, I don't know how I'm even going to do this. Uh, and so I held a vote amongst like all of the people, all the tanks that I had made at the time. It was like 30, 40 something tanks. And I was like, hey, like, do you want it on chain? If so, like, do you want to airdropped? Do you want to like support me? Do you want to pay 0.42? Do you want to pay 0.69? Uh, do you just like want me to fuck off and you don't care? Uh, and like everybody voted like accordingly and uh, like overwhelming. Uh, it was like, I think like 11 votes. Uh, on 0.69 which was the highest price option that i let anybody pick um and it was like all right cool let me figure out how to do this 
so we did the addition, the Tang to Chang addition, and that was sort of my resolve to being able to ensure that everybody who wanted to support could still get their custom Tang uh, without somebody else like sniping it if I put it up on an auction or some shit. Um, and it was it was really just like, hey, like here's a cool addition, here's some cool art. Like you know, if you want to support me, you can buy this. Uh, I'm not doing like a burn or anything for that, so people still get to keep it when they get their Tang. I'm gonna be doing some cool shit and making some more Tangs. Uh, I have like a whole like lower universe based around this that I'm, I've been heavily developing. Uh, I mean, with, with like a really close IRL friend, even before this was even like a, a like an NFT project, like we've had some crazy shit that we've wanted to do with these just sort of like, again, like as a meme for like just close friend, like us just like, he does some cool art. I do some cool artwork. We're just trying to combine our shit. Um, he's not really like affiliated with the project uh, just cause he doesn't like know anything about web three. Uh, but he's like fucking working away every single day, blowing up my DMS with like new updated shit. And it's fucking crazy. Like this man is fucking cracked out. Like, um, and so yeah, I got a little sidetrack there. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, going back to the additions. Uh, so the additions, it was just, all right, cool. I'll throw them up 0.69 soul. Uh, and then, you know, if you want your tang on chain, by the addition and that, that's why i named it tang to chain you know it's just you get your tang onto the chain um and so it started out and it was slow like i think it was open for like three or four days and i had probably like 10 sales uh all just like close friends supporting me uh i don't know what the fuck happened but like somebody caught wind of it and i must have like started sharing that shit in alpha chats or some shit because i just i remember like going to sleep and like waking up the next day and it was sold out and i was like what the fuck do i do now um, and so, yeah, when now we're playing catch up, we're going, uh, in order of purchases, uh, and then just getting everybody their tang. It's been a fun, wild ride, but fuck. <laughs> Bro, but you know, I, I mean, are you having fun? Every moment, dude. It's, it's crazy. Cause like people in, in my chats are like, yo, like don't work too hard. Like take it easy. Like don't don't rush greatness and it's like bro like i have such a hectic life but this is like my escape like i i can't wait to like get home and sit down and like pump out like three or four tangs and like send them to people and like they're always like so stoked and they're like yo like this is fucking 10 times better than i could have imagined or like how did you even like like it's crazy because like some people won't even give me like much to work with so i'll just you know i'll like fill it in with my creative like process and then they're like how did you know that i like this or that my hair was like that and it's like dog i had no fucking idea you didn't tell me shit like i just made it because that was the vibe that i got off of you and like it, it just seems to hit every single time like it's crazy uh radio i need a fucking tang and number two uh okay who this we got to go back to something that i said earlier who do you think I was going to reference when I was going to, when I said that somebody else in radio, I mean, in history, <laughs> let's see if he was dead on the money. Cause I'm ready to reveal who it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of the movie. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah that's but... actually how I got the name. I'm not going to lie. Radio Raheem. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Yo, that's dope. That's dope. No, seriously. That's look. Um, we had uh, Zesty on here. He's an artist from, uh, you know, Solana, uh, the Web3 uh, on here the other day on Sunday. And we were talking and, you know, he was saying all the basic art shit. And I was like, you know, like, you know, culture is important and all that shit. And he, he was like, yeah, man, I remember watching my dad and his sister breakdancing in, in backyard par parties. He used to hold me well, and, and put me on the Technique 1200s and allow me to scratch. Like, you get what I'm saying? Those are those are like, I mean, you know, we got to we got to understand, like, you know, I got a five year old daughter and, 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 and kids who get who are born now and later. You know they're gonna be born in a, in a time where like those backyard parties with the 
vinyl never existed, right? Like, you know, like all the things you've been through, like being able to go on buses and fucking do graffiti in different areas and dip out. Like, you know, that's just probably going to change because everything, you know, privacy is different. You know, it's like different times. So it's important that we have these conversations and we continue these conversations because this is, you know, everybody has different lives. But when we can share and get a glimpse of somebody else's lives and see the work they, they do, you know, it just adds to me more value to the work. But also it just makes you, you know, I, I'm a fan of everybody who's been on Dash Radio. Let's put it that way. Right. Like, I feel like now I'm like, damn, you know, dude, you kind of selfish. You, you do these shows and some people are like, you know, I didn't know who they were when they when they, you know, they pulled up. But the conversation is like, damn, you're a dope motherfucker, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, so what's the uh, what's the future of the Tangs? And if somebody wants to get involved in Tang business, you know, like how you know what's the formal one on that? All right, so there's two ways right now to get into Tangs. Uh, number one is going to be the Tang to Chain Edition. Uh, you can get that uh, either on Magic Eden, which I think is probably the cheapest right now, uh, or maybe it's on Tensor. I don't know. It's all aggregated nowadays, so I don't even I don't even check that shit. Uh, but I think the cheapest one that I saw was on Magic Eden. Um, and that gets you a custom one of one tank. You get to completely customize that as much as you want. Uh, it's crazy. Some of the like messages that I get for customs and like, it, it's amazing. Like the, the, the pieces and like the inspiration that people want. It's like, damn, like I, I'm thankful that I did it this way because I wouldn't have like my imagination wouldn't have been able to create all of this cool shit. Like it would have been pretty redundant and repetitive after like the first 20 tanks. Uh, so seeing what everybody else like has envisioned and like being able to create that for people is fucking beautiful. Um, again, my apologies went off on a little tangent. So the first way is that tank to chain edition gets you that custom one of one tank. Uh, the second way is going to be an auction. So we're going to be doing, uh, auctions. Uh, the only downside to that is that the tank is already made, so you don't get to really create it. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, but we did our first auction yesterday and that ended, uh, quite well. Then is out here in the, in the listeners and amazing auction it went amazing i couldn't have asked for more for the first auction on the things honestly congratulations bro that's dope you know it's a so how do you look at this whole experience right because to me it sounds like you're just having fun and you're not even tripping (laughs) you know i don't i don't hear any you know i don't hear any pressure i don't hear any like ah like what's your what's your perspective and how do you stay grounded like in this space because you said earlier on too you're like, you know, like real life shit is real, right? Like resources are not where you want them to be at. And usually in those situations, it's like sometimes people's perspective is not as bright or not as optimistic, right? When things are kind of tough in IRL, you know, tend to be a little bit more kind of like everything's fucked up. So how do you how do you balance that? Because when you say that, I was like, wow, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? That you, you're able to to like just like this is what I'm working on, what I'm going through. But this is, you know, this is the other me and I'm doing this like definitely curious about that uh man it's really just all mental it's uh you know real life shit's gonna be real life shit and i think a lot of the times like and i think a lot of people can agree like some of the best art is made when people are under pressure when people aren't in the best living situations when people don't have a fuck ton of money to just sit back and create you know people like some of the best art is created in times of uh like distress and panic and and angst um and so I don't know, I, I kind of like that. Like I lean into the pressure. Um, I think that it's, I think that it's healthy, right? Like you can't have a life that's just all ups without having any downs because then it's just, man, like that just, it, I can't imagine like how, like, I don't know. I just personally, like, I can't imagine how that would affect my psyche and like being able to like compose myself and how I would deal with other people in life. Um, and not only that, but just how I would create, um, 
so like yeah like shit's temporary uh I, I my my situation is going to change here relatively soon so i'm not all too worried um one way or the other um but i mean at the end of the day like it yeah i'm just having fun with it like i've leaked some alpha to the things they kind of know what what's coming there's a wave two that's coming uh there's going to be some more shit after that uh it's you know right now it's like it's just playing catch up and getting everybody all like settled in getting everybody their tang, getting all the art done um and then from there it's like all right cool now we start like moving um I've been uh, quite the the entrepreneur my whole life, so it's been uh, you know whether the circumstances have been shitty or good. Like I've always found a way to create something or to like make shit myself, do shit myself. Um, even if I'm at work, like you know, like I have to like there is that balance, but like there's only uh, so much time in life, right? And like I kind of have to get shit popping now while I'm young. Otherwise, uh, I'm gonna be old and. I mean, I'm already old in this space, but like, I'm gonna be real old, <laughs> then I'm not gonna have time to do this shit. So it's like, there's no better time than the present. Um, it's all fucking mental. And like, at the end of the day, like it is like all of this just like, it's a huge, like, I don't know, it's like a huge boost in my fucking day to day, like being able to like hop in the chats and just like talk with all the all the tangs and like, you know, there's the tang sling. Everybody's just tang, mang, brang, dang, jang, bang. And it's fucking, it's amazing, dude. It's like, it just, you pop in, like, I could be having a shitty fucking day at work and, like, dealing with the worst shit. And I just pop in there and, like, I see all that. And, like, it's like, holy fuck. Like, you can't not smile when, like, you're reading a wall of text where everybody's just using tang sling. Like, it's, it, it's like, damn. Like, all right, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, okay, cool. And then you contribute and, like, everybody just starts going off. And so it's it's a vibe for sure. Uh, I'd never thought that it would like this, like at all, like not in my wildest dreams. Like it, again, it like some cool meme art for the homies. And here we are like almost a hundred members deep already. And it's like still like every day I wake up to like 10 DMS of people. Like, how the fuck do I get a tang? What do I have to do? Please, please. I want one. And I'm like, dog, like I, it's, I gotta tell everybody the same shit. Like there's the additions and there's the auctions. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't make the prices like ask around. Maybe you'll find one cheaper. Uh, maybe you have a, a homie who has a couple laying in their wallet that you can, you know, dig through soul scan and see if they got, I don't know. But other than that, it's like, it, it is what it is. You know, Tang gang, you know, uh, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. When we were going back and forth in, uh, <laughs> in DMS, when you say man, like I'm from the Bay, right? Like there's, you know, cats like, what's up, man? You know, and I and I thought I was like, man, this I wonder he's got like a San Francisco hundred point like slang thing. <laughs> like like when you started saying like the tang slang thing can go on, I mean, even on a cultural level, right? Like, you know, some people like to believe that the majority of the slang from for Shizzle Dizzle to all that stuff came from the Bay Area, right? Snoop will tell you he came from hanging out with E40 and, and Mac Dre and them, right? And uh to you know, so a lot of stuff comes over here. So yeah, so when you say man, I was like, yeah, I'm curious to talk to this motherfucker, man. He sound like a cat from the town, like, you know, that's what we say. What's up, man? You know, and uh, and so that's what I just thought. I was I was prepared for whatever, right? I was like, maybe this is a cat from, you know, what I'm saying from from the deep east or something like that. But it's all good, bro. This is this is dope. Knowing, um, yeah, man, you, you, I, I love the whole vibe. I fuck with the whole movement. Um, the fact that you guys just took something that was just fun to you, like a meme, and turn it into something is dope which is, you know, to me, that's a sign of success, right? Like, you're not taking it too seriously. Sometimes this place will, will, will test you. And, uh, you know, like for me, I was taking shit hella fucking serious. And I'm like, bro, you need to chill the fuck out. You're kicking out with like grifters, thieves, and bozos. Like, you can't be, <laughs> you can't you can't be just all fucking like, 
tight and and you got to have fun right you always got to remember why you're here and um and you know you brought up some things that are important to me really really important to me with to me in the core of everything that i do and that's mental health right like when you say you know you know i remember you talked about you and your homie you know you guys hanging out and you know sometimes you know you guys are, you know you, you you have each other's back like to me web3 and this whole space was a, was a thing that helped me out you know when covid hit and you know i was isolated you know fucking at the house with the wife and kids which is all cool but like as a, as a, as a, as a dad as a, as a man as an entrepreneur as you know more than just that person that secures the family it allowed me to meet people and continue to express like my likes my dislikes and just expand my world so to me community is really really important and mental health is really important and i've noticed you talked about being mindful and a lot of different things uh drop little hints that that's important to you well so um yeah dude you know um earlier on in the in Dap's radio history i had made this whole comment of um we weren't going to give out any more cards in season because uh, we have this Sapphire card that was given out to everybody that was on Daps Radio season one. And, you know, I, I got some, whew, I mean, I got some ideas. For, I, I'm not going to say nothing right now, though. But let's just say some things have, are changing. And um, and and I'm going to offer you one of those cards tonight. Um, you know, th- no one has really been given one of those cards this year. But I love your movement and the fact that you're mindful. Like, like you're consciously contributing dope shit to the ecosystem. And that's what this whole shit's about. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, as you curate your, 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 your community's perspective, you know, I definitely want to have people like you and have access to people like you in the community. And, uh, I just love the fact that, you know, you're not pretentious or nothing. You were open in the DMS. I reached out, was like, yo, I see the movement. Woompty woompty woomp. And you was like, yo, I got a lot of real shit in life going on, but let's make it happen. And I love that kind of energy, bro. So I just want to say, man, I appreciate you. And uh, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to everybody that's in the room. If you got a question for the homie, man, he's chill as fuck, cool as fuck, cool as a fan. As a matter of fact, uh, he's sitting up here right now. He goes by the name of X Radio. You know, make sure you follow him, uh, follow his project, because, uh, you know, you're going to see more of these in the timeline. I started making my timeline. I'm like, yo, the fuck? And then the memes, your memes are crazy, bro. Between you and then, I think, uh, was it, I think, Tunio Zesty. Some one of those did a meme. They got like an old, old, dirty bastard one as well so i'm like the memes are crazy and they hit so yeah keep doing what you're doing bro i'm looking forward to to, to everything you're doing you know what i'm saying like tang gang and, and, and sign me up for the slang <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> sign me up hell yeah bro i am honored dude that is yeah it means the world to me honestly uh that really does um yeah bro we're just out here vibing uh the memes wrote yeah toonies fucking tang came out absolutely fucking nuts the obd cause tang fucking absolutely nuts uh so yeah the and that's why really we're just gonna keep making memes like that's that's the whole point of it bro like that's how you get people like everybody loves a good meme did you rug what happened man that was uh I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> time froze. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so what I was going to say is that, yeah, bro, so I appreciate your time, bro. I appreciate your energy. You know, if, if nobody has any question for the homie, you know, just, uh, you know, let it, let us know what's next. We already know how to get the tang. You know, I just tell everybody, make sure you got your noties on for this guy because you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. He might just drop something. And, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you get off that easy. Nah, nah, fam, nah. We, I, I, need, I need to know a little something else. Uh, the, your mentor, your art mentor, 
and this other side of yourself, like outside of Tang, you know, talk to me. Are, are we doing anything outside of Tang that we should look out at the fucking MoMA or fucking Christie's? Like, because I know you with the shits on that other art too. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's some some of the Tangs they know. I've had to refrain from the Tang saying too much, man. Uh, my lawyer has advised me not to speak too much on that. Hey, we fuck with the lawyers, man. Shout out to the attorneys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, yeah. So if you guys know what that means, it means nothing because, you know, there's no speculation here. He just shared some shit. You know, it sounded like a riddle, but it wasn't. It made sense. Maybe it didn't. But hey, Tang Mang, Slang Gang Chain. That's part of the main Tang talk. So appreciate everybody for pulling up, man. Uh, this is dope. I do this shit every fucking Tuesday and Sunday. Uh, the fuel, the reason why I do it. Again, this show makes no money. It costs money to do the show. It's 50 bucks a month for me to distribute this shit on Transistor. It costs my time to sit here, which is time is nothing, but I value my time. And the reason why I do it is because what I, I get people who pull up uh, that are dope in the community and we're able to, to add a little history to uh, to here, you know, on Web3. And also this content can kind of leak over. So people who are in graffiti and arts and other shit who stumble up on it on the fucking uh, DSP of their choice, they get to learn a little bit more about what we do here in Web3. And that's the reason why I do it. So I appreciate you guys. And as usual, we're going to end the show off tonight with something ratchet. You know, it's Tuesday, but it's still Carpe Diem, and uh, let's fucking go. So I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys next week.